if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, heads up, it may be difficult for you to find Totino's Pizza Rolls and Pillsbury, Pillsbury Cookie Dough on your supermarket shelves. General Mills is struggling to keep up with demand due to supply chain issues. Mm. Second, this is one Pillsbury cookie dough you're going to find. They welcome back limited edition Easter cookie dough. And finally, in the world of food, just one serving of veggies a day is enough to boost your mental health. Mm. It was a study of 40,000 people, so... It really is good news to picky eaters. A little goes a long way when it comes to eating your veggies. And you could always, like, you ever see any of those foods? I don't know. It'll be a a vegan lemon bar or something. We'll go have two cups of veggies in it. Maybe you could work it out that way, right? Right? Something that... There's muffins like that they sell. Yeah. Just always wonder about the taste of those. Sometimes it tastes like they're healthy. Think about this for a minute. Uh, Coming up, how different are you as a person when you're, say, at work versus at home? Think about this for a minute. How different are you as a person when you're at work versus at home? Every one of us has multiple social identities. Employee, spouse, parent, son or daughter, friend, or even fan of a particular sports team. Well, new research revealed people can switch seamlessly between those different social identities Hmm. very quickly. And what's wild, we can all do it seamlessly. Even people who work from home are really good at it. No kidding. Isn't that interesting? I'm sorry with me. What what you see, what you hear is what you get. <laughs> this, I feel like everybody gets to let their hair down at home so much more. Like they can ch- truly just be themselves at home and yeah. be fully loved. You're not truly yourself right now? Um, No, I am. But I mean, I'm. you got to be a little more professional. I am, but this, out is, in the... this is the best version of me. <laughs> <laughs> at home. Yeah, I mean, think about it. At home is where you're loved unconditionally. Hey, you... There's no performance required. There's no, you know, you're just, they know. You could clip They your, know who you, you are. And you they could love clip you your toenails in the living room at home. And the worst they could do is say that's gross. Right. At work, they could fire you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Difference. Not that I'm clipping my toenails in the living room or anything. <laughs> Kevin just made that up to give it. Maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, but one of my kids had been known oh. to do that. Yeah. Coming up, we're going to introduce you to someone bringing joy to children in a very dark place. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. There's someone who's bringing joy to children in a very tough situation. Children step off the train in Poland from Ukraine, tired, hungry, fleeing war. And they're offered a lollipop or some chocolate by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. (laughs) Inside that costume is 41-year-old Tomas, who's inspiring others to dress up and reach out to these precious children. He's a father of three himself, and he's been so touched by what he sees and the faces of these children. He's often in tears, but thankfully Mm. he's inside one of those giant inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex costumes, and no one can see him crying. A T-Rex doesn't cry. No. (laughs) That's science. They, they don't give very good hugs, though. Their arms are <laughs> too short. Because little short arms. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter got one of those T-Rex costumes once. They're hilarious. Um, just just because she just thought it would be fun. Uh-huh. And she put it on and went running down the street. I think I might have posted the video on our socials. Year, it was years so ago. Funny. It was so funny. She should dig that out of the archives. Watching her run down the street. 
Have you heard about the mystery of Mark Twain Elementary School in Iowa? No, tell us more. Someone has been dropping off rubber ducks at the school every day since the beginning of the school year. (laughs) They find ducks in the morning before school and have no idea where they came from. Ducks now adorn the library, including the top of ceiling lights, desks, and bookshelves. We have ducks that have themes for holidays. We have animal ducks. We have sport ducks. We have all the ducks. They said they've lost count as to how many they have, but the kids love it. It's just too many at this point. Like someday we're just going to walk in and the entire floor is just going to be yellow. (laughs) They've even been able to use the ducks as incentives to get kids to read more, read a book. You get to take your picture with one of your favorite ducks. Like (laughs) Disco Duck is very popular. You need to uh, get Ace Ventura Pet Detective on the case, right? Yeah. So uh, this is a funny thing to bring up because, you know, in the grand scheme of thing, hair doesn't matter, but yet it's a big deal in your life. Like, like Think of how much time hair. you spend on it every day. I know. Right? Why do we spend so much time on it? But <laughs> I, uh, it was time for me to get my hair re-highlighted. I have, um, I think I have like darker brown hair. I'm not sure. I've been highlighting it for so many years <laughs> that I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> I would I would if, re- if I look at the roots, it's I like a brown. I recognize you if you walked in with whatever your natural color yeah, is. Yeah, I have I have I mean I have old pictures of me when before I started highlighting. It's just like mm. darker brown and now I do it highlight it lighter brown to give it some body cuz it's very thin you, that's fine not light hair. Brown. That is blonde. That is not light brown. Oh, we okay. should post a picture. And if let you, if vote. I stand next to a blonde, you'll notice the difference. It let, like it's more of a light brown. Will you post a picture and let people vote? What is uh, this today? Brown or blonde? Uh, <laughs> maybe another day. I don't feel like being okay. on camera today. All but anyway, right, okay. so I go get my hair, and I've, I've started doing this thing where I only get it cut every other time because for the first time in my life, I've grown it pretty long it's the longest it's ever been i think in my life which is not very long compared to most women but for me because my hair doesn't grow that long it's it's long so i told my stylist i just wanted it trimmed Mm -hmm. and i feel like she cut off a little too much she goes oh girl you have so many dead ends back here we've got to trim these off (laughs) which i respect that too she's helping me have healthy hair and you couldn't see back there so now she had to take her word for it well i could see the hair falling on the and i was like oh so now i'm like a little bit sad today that my hair is shorter and now i'm gonna google how to prevent split ends so she doesn't cut it off next time oh probably it says don't highlight your hair right. you don't have Because highlighting is damaging your hair. Whatever you do. And that's why it gives my hair a body. Don't highlight your hair for decades. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, there's no reversing it. <laughs> anyway, I know women can relate, but I do feel silly bringing it up because it's so not important in the grand scheme of things. Hair. <laughs> uh. Let me see. Turn around. You're looking at the length? Oh, yeah. It looks a lot better. It was a hot mess back there before. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm so kidding. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> the friends are for it. Do you have a useless talent? Yes. We're going to talk about that next. We're talking about useless talents. And what useless talent do you have? This was something that was trending on uh, the socials. Get out. And people are really funny. Some of them are really practical. Like, uh, I can peel the shell off a hard-boiled egg in one piece. That Ooh, is not useless, cool. my friend. That's I a party trick right there. Because if you have the opposite and it breaks into a thousand little pieces, that's frustration beyond belief, right? 
That's like somebody making you catch the light in front of you because they're texting while uh, the little arrow turns yellow. I can't say I've, I've peeled many eggs in my life. Another person said they can name every president ever in order. That's good. Starting with George Washington, coming all the way up through uh, President Biden. You name name everyone. Uh, this one I love. This sounds like a fun couple. Guy says he can catch random produce thrown at him full speed. <laughs> he and his wife do this every time they go to the grocery store. He says he hasn't dropped anything yet. She gets. He allows her one item every visit, and, and he she does, can spring it on him whenever. Yes. And oh, he, I want to go to the grocery store with them. Does admit that he has squashed a few bananas, and Ooh. he pays for them. Ooh. Um, but he okay. hasn't dropped anything yet. Uh, can read upside down and backwards. Um, let's see. Can di- uh, this one? This one I can totally relate to. This can dial a push button phone using all five fingers. Back in the day, this was great for winning calling contests. I could do that. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, but it's worthless now. No one has no one has that kind of phone no. anymore, right? We all have redial on our phones. And then, um, oh, this one's cool. Can always predict when the daily double on Jeopardy will sound a split second before it happens. Whoa, that's kind of creepy. That? How about that? Wow, people have some, some of these sound useful to me, not useless. <laughs> well, I'm feeling useless because I couldn't even think of it other than the dialing with all five fingers thing. I can't think of any useless. I can do this weird thing where I make it look like I tied a string to my lip yeah. and I'm pulling on it, yeah, that's but funny. I can only do it on one side. That's so funny when you do that. It's not good for radio. <laughs> you can't hear it or anything. <laughs> Right. Just trust me. It's happening right now. It's really cool. It's really cool and it's really (laughs) happening right now. So moms and dads are more than welcome to call right now. But who we'd really like to hear from is the kids. We'd like to hear from the kids because here's the question. If the child gets hurt, we're talking like have to go to the emergency room hurt, like stitches or broken arm or whatever. Which parent is more likely to have participated in the injury, mom or dad? Who is more responsible for those emergency room visits? Abby, we're talking about emergency room visits with kids. And if there's like stitches or a broken bone or something, who's more likely to have participated in that accident happening, mom or dad? A hundred percent mom. My dad is too afraid of blood and everything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you had to have one of those emergency room visits? Um, yes. More my brother, though. He actually, when we were a little bit younger, he got hit in the head with a golf club. Wow. Um, and it was like gushing blood. And my mom was the one to like save the day, I guess. <laughs> she held it together. To yeah, get him my the dad, help he, needed. Uh, he was a little, uh, little stressed out. Okay, now, out now who was responsible for hitting your brother with the golf club? That wasn't you, was it? <laughs> No, it was not. It was actually my next door neighbor. He, uh, yeah, he was like, we were playing, playing in the yard, like chipping shots and, uh, and his backswing, he knocked him in the head. Now, when those two get together, are accidents likely to happen? Um, I think anything around, uh, boys, especially at that age, there are definitely accidents prone to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. Of course. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, Danielle and Malachi, we're talking about emergency room visits, and if the kid gets hurt and a parent was involved in the accident, who's more likely to have caused it, mom or dad? Mom. (laughs) Is your mom a little accident prone, Malachi? No, it's just that she wouldn't know, like, she would be playing around, and I would probably get hurt, and then 
she wouldn't care, and then she would keep playing and then knock me over. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Of, oh, totally disagrees with that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said, don't do that. Fun police. Dad is the all in. Uh, it sounds like there's a little bit a little of a family feud. Yeah, a little bit of a disagreement there. So, ha- yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> have you ever had that happen where uh, you have caused an accident? I have caused an accident to myself playing soccer or something with him. But if it's an accident to him, Dad is definitely the one that knocks him over. Because <laughs> it gets a little too competitive. So what hobbies and skills do you feel are dying out thanks to technology taking over? What would you say, Kev? Oh my gosh, it's endless. I would think the biggest one is kids getting exercise and playing mm. outside. I don't know if that that's a good one. is under the heading of what you're talking about. But that's a great yeah, one, that yeah. Is, and I don't care if you have a Wii and you're playing tennis in your living room, it ain't the same. Yeah, I love when I see kids playing outside. It makes me happy. Well, according to a new survey, some of the top ones that pop into our minds include reading a map or a compass, <laughs> handwriting or writing letters, spelling... You know, the computer does it for you. Mm -hmm. Doing math in our heads. Remembering a phone number. I know like two. That skill's gone with me. (laughs) This one, I I would never know. Making your own jam or cheese. (laughs) Baking bread. I thought that's what everyone did during the pandemic. And gardening. They said those are the hobbies and skills that are dying out because of technology taking over. Mm. Coming up, have you had any weird dreams lately? Have you had any weird dreams lately? Remember when pandemic <laughs> dreams were a thing? Yeah. Brand new research revealed the most common dreams we Google. Guess we want to know if our dream has any deeper meaning or not. That's why we're Googling it. So the most common dreams searched by far in the United States is, is teeth falling out. Really? Snakes, spiders, vacations, and being chased are way up there. Dreams about teeth falling out are associated with loss and important life changes. Uh, This dream could indicate that you're dealing with some kind of loss, like an abrupt end to a relationship or a job change. Uh, Dreams about snakes are supposed to represent hidden fears or worries. And pregnancy dreams signal growth or development. Hmm. I've never dreamed that my teeth fell out. Me neither. Uh, And what what is that a sign of? Anxiety or something you said? Uh, yeah, that you're dealing with some kind of loss, like huh. an abrupt end to a relationship. And the teeth falling out. Who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Psychologists? Therapists? I a, man, I had a weird dream the other night with a celebrity from the 70s TV show celebrity what? was a part of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I woke up. I was like, honey, I just had the weirdest dream. I'll tell you about it in a minute. All right, so let's talk about weird dreams. I'll get us started in a minute. We had an appear. We I had an appearance in a dream. My wife was in it too with a '70s celebrity, and I was like, "Why is this person popping up in my dreams?" Particularly when we were going for a vet visit in the dream. Very weird. We'll talk about it next. We'd love to hear from you too. We're talking about weird dreams. Okay, so check this dream out. Right, I, I woke up. I woke. I woke my wife up. I was like, "Honey." I just had the weirdest dream. We've had a lot of um, um, uh, health issues with our dog, Charlie, one of our dogs. And we've had him to the vet a bunch of times and stuff. So it, it wasn't odd that I had a dream about us taking Charlie to the vet. What was odd was when the vet walked in, he was Lee Majors, the $6 million man. 
What is that? Why the- he was our vet, I don't know, but it was so bizarre that in walks the six million dollar man to be our vet and diagnose our dog. And that, that's all I remember. Is he the dream. still alive? Mm, I don't know. I know he's like a little like, action figure, right? He's alive in the dream. So it was just bizarre. That's so weird. I mean, it would have been, been as weird as if, I don't know, pick a celeb, Madonna or or somebody walked in and like, yeah, we've checked your dog's numbers and here's what's going on. I mean, it was just weird. Oh, he's still alive. So I'm wondering, <laughs> have, you had any, have you had any weird <laughs> dreams like that where something odd happens and you're just like, what was that all about? So do you have a weird dream you wanted to share with us? I do. I do. Um, when I was pregnant with my first son, I had a dream that I was fishing on a boat and I ended up catching no fish. And then I caught three back to back in a row as soon as I was like, okay, I'm going to be done fishing for the day. And it was a really important and transformative time in my life. And I had someone interpret the dream and it was just a really cool, but also really weird because I'm like, I was like wanting to go fishing and I didn't for some reason because I think it was, it was in North Dakota and I can't remember if it was like a weather thing <laughs> or not, but I thought you were about to tell us and then you found out you're pregnant with triplets. <laughs> oh my goodness. My after, life would have looked a whole lot different. she caught three fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Did Lee Majors come along, the $6 million man to help you at any point? <laughs> that would have been something. With your dog. <laughs> Okay, um, I have an issue on my hands where I'm having to manage expectations. Here's what's going on. You know, Easter's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And my daughter, Amber, who has moved to another city, texted last night and said, hey, I've got like a long weekend over Easter weekend. How about I come home? Okay, my wife is beyond happy. On a scale of the, the 1 to 10 happiness scale, she is a solid 16.8. I mean, she was crying. She was so happy last night that one of her daughters is going to come home for the holiday. And I've I've just seen this before where Amber has said, she's said she's coming home in the past six months, like two weekends. I mean, she has been home to visit, but she has said she's coming home and canceled two times. Uh oh. So I said, hey, let's enjoy the moment where we're anticipating her, but let's also not be upset if in a week she says, hey, my boyfriend's family really wants us to come, so we're going to go there. Because that's what's happened in the past, so I'm trying to manage those expectations. Does tempering it help at all, or just make her say, don't be a downer? Right now, because it's still game on, Tracy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she cancels, it's fine. I'll be totally fine. (laughs) Hmm. I know because I won't be fine. I wanted to come too. Yeah. So it's it's a weird spot to be in. It's a weird parenting when your kids get older and they start doing their own thing. They move out and they have significant others. And there's that pull of where we're going to spend Christmas, where we're going to spend Thanksgiving, where we're going to go for Easter. That whole deal. So at this point, she's coming home, and uh, and she'll see boyfriend's family when she gets back. Okay. So we'll see if that holds. Hmm. I'm. I don't know. I I have more confidence in the button on my skinny jeans from when I was in high school holding than that (laughs) promise holding. (laughs) Have you ever had big news to share with someone you love and instead of just blurting it out, you come up with a really creative way to let them know this is happening? Like, I don't know, maybe like a pregnancy, a positive pregnancy test or something like that. Uh, A mom came up with the most creative way to let her daughter know some good stuff. And I can't wait to tell you this story next. 
Have you ever come up with a super creative way to break some good news to someone? Anyone who's had a loved one who's ill knows the stress that you're under. I mean, it is just all consuming. And so imagine uh, you're a teenager and your little sister who's 13 has cancer and it's bad. I mean, they go through a year of chemo. That doesn't work. So doctors start this other thing called immunotherapy and it worked. And the 13-year-old and mom found out. They got the big news from the doctor. And they're like, we got to tell Emily. We got to tell your big sister. Only problem is she's at the Starbucks drive-thru, running the drive-thru where she works. So they decide to hop in the car and go over and place their order and surprise her. Can I get a grande latte with one shot of espresso and 100% cancer-free, please? She just starts bawling. You're going to make me cry at work. She got the great news with her mom's Starbucks order that her little sister no longer has cancer. She's cancer free. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That is really something. Great news at the drive-thru. Just when you thought coffee couldn't get better. (laughs) Okay, Kev, you love this game. There are two kinds of people in this world. And that is people who will spot a celebrity out in public and go up and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And those who just go, oh, look, 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 who's over there? <laughs> and then don't say a word and just give them their privacy. Okay. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. There are two kinds of people in the world. People who see a celebrity when you're out and about in public mm-hmm. and go, oh. Can I have a picture with you? Can I talk to you? I'd like to meet you. I love your show. I love what you do. <laughs> and the other people who go, Look who is that? Is that so and so? But you would never be brave enough to go up and say anything. Okay. So this happened the other night. We um, met our friends for dinner. It was a double date, and um, the you could tell the husband was parking the car, and the wife came in, and she's like, oh, "You're not going to believe who's over there." And we're like, "Who?" And it was somebody who started apparently one of the first like crime series podcasts that ever were in, in, in existence and we were just like wait they're whatever a, they're a podcaster and they and she was like Gaga? going crazy because he was like one of the founders of this type of podcasting <laughs> and the husband was still parking the car and we go you don't hurt our feelings go over and say hi go on over there so then she went over there and then the husband arrived and we said well your wife's over there as she calls it fangirling over this podcaster and um, and then she made him go over because they had a connection like in the business world. And it was hilarious. Like he was teasing her of being like too like gushy and mushy over this guy <laughs> and that the women at the table were just giving her this look. So what we did then was we went around the table and said, what level B or C celebrity would you want to meet? So I thought it'd be fun for us to do the same thing on the Kevin and Taylor show. So if you want to weigh in, Kevin and I can share. I can tell you what people at the table said, but give us a call. What B or C level kind of celebrity, non-celebrity would you want to meet? Okay. So we're talking about what B or C level air quotes celebrity would you want to meet? We did this at our double date the other night. So, Kev, how about you? Which B or C level would you want to meet? I got to go with Dominic Miller, Sting's guitarist. Nobody knows oh, who he is cool. except like people who are really into music. But yeah, him. We went around the table the other night at this dinner and shared. And I said, you you won't be surprised by this, Kev. I said 
the couple from hometown. Um, I just love Aaron mm. and uh, oh, why can't I think of her husband's name? All of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> because, Aaron and Ben. Because they're Aaron and Ben, and like one of our <laughs> listeners who lives in Laurel, Mississippi, got their book autographed for me and shipped it to me. It was the sweetest thing. But isn't that funny? And, that that's how fleeting celebrity is. I have no idea who those people are. I could meet them and be like, oh hi. Uh, Whereas you would be sweetest. like, oh my gosh, it's what are the names? Aaron and Ben. It's Aaron and Ben. Like they are so sweet. They love Jesus, and he used to be. A youth pastor and then we even got our waiter involved he was loving our conversation he wanted to meet the property brothers and Mm. then it was my husband's turn and i couldn't believe what he said he's you know he's a certified financial planner he said he wanted to meet the chairman of the federal reserve (laughs) we were like okay (laughs) he's a wild man